Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Saving money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Real Life Real Crime is a true crime podcast brought to you by Woody Overton and executive producer Toby Tomplay. nature it should be for people that are 18 years or older heed my warning people i do not get the facts of these cases off the internet or from some television show the facts we're retelling you were presented to us by the victims of the crimes 
of the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My description of the crime scenes are what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody. I'm Toby Tomplay, producer of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And I'm coming to you today because after this nasty hurricane delta that just passed through, Woody got trapped in the woods at his hunting camp. Don't worry, he's he's fine and he's safe. Uh, but some fallen trees have made it where he can't get out of his hunting camp, or at least couldn't until earlier today. So he was planning on recording a new episode for you guys, and since he could not get to the studio or even to his house earlier to record it from there, he decided to share with you guys a former Patreon episode. So hope you enjoy it. And for Patreon members, this one will be replaced later this week by a brand new one for Patreon only, as well as an October Patreon only episode too. Also, prayers going out to everybody who was affected by all these nasty hurricanes that we've had lately. And that's it. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this patron bonus episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. Today, I'm going to do an episode called Gal Boy, and it's G-A-L, separate word, boy. Now, I'm going to tell you, you're going to get this, patron members. First of all, if you're listening to it, you're a patron member, and I really love and appreciate you, and thank you for your support. It's amazing, and it really helps the show. It really helps us go, right? So without y'all, we absolutely would not have a show, or I wouldn't have a show. So this one is going to be so raw and unedited. It's really going to be unedited because it's not going into the studio to get compressed and all that stuff. So you're going to get me with all the lip smacks and all the the stuff that they take out every week, that Toby takes out every week. And... It is what it is, but I want you to have the episode, and this is pretty cool. This is a story that I've been thinking about um, since I told y'all, or since I did the story, finally free. had a lot of correction stuff coming back to me, and this one stuck in my head. Um, So I'm going to get to it, okay? And and I'm not going to use the name of the victims or suspects on this one because I, honest to God, don't know what happened to this case. But it's a real fucking case, and uh, um, it's yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, but let me tell you, we're, we're talking about corrections again, y'all. The Department of Corrections, and when you, I told you, and finally free, when you go behind those walls, when you step into that prison and that door closes behind you, it is a totally different world. It's a totally different set of rules. Um, Outside rules just don't apply. I mean, I can't explain to you any other way than that. The the way that inmates or convicts uh, look at each other and staff, and they all have their own little rules. But like I told you about, um, most of the inmates or the convicts that have sex with one another don't consider themselves to be gay. And it's just a fact. And like I said, they tell you, yeah, I, you know, yeah, I'm having sex with this dude, but it's only because I'm locked up, right? I got to do what I got to do uh, to take care of myself or get my release, whatever you want to call it. And, and um, while I'm down, but out on the street, I'm married, I got kids and shit like that, right? So they don't consider themselves to be gay. And 
but it happens. I mean, everybody on earth got here on this earth is because two people screwed, right? Everybody's got a sex drive, no matter what your sexual orientation is or isn't. But in the prisons, I mean, sex happens, whether it's, I'm sure, you know, some of it's rape, but a lot of it's consensual sex. And I'll give you a, a couple examples before I get into the story about uh, this case, Galboy. And, like, I'll give you one on, it was a Super Bowl Sunday. I was working, the working cell block, and they had, like, four TVs on the tier mounted to the wall. And, of course, everybody's watching the big game and shit. I wanted to watch it, too. And I think I was showering them up, and I put my chair right beside one of the cells uh, where I could watch the TV. And the halftime came on, and um, it was, I forget what year it was, but Michael Jackson was the performer, right? And so the sales right behind me, and, and they're watching out their their screen on the TV, and, and it was a, a you know what I call a bull a, a, and a galboy or a sissy. Uh, yeah, that's not a derogatory term. This it's a prison term. When I say that, they call themselves that in the prison. Um, so don't take any offense. I, I mean, I don't care if you're gay or straight or whatever, but I'm just telling you a story. So watching Michael Jackson comes out, I'm sitting in my chair and Michael started doing his thing. Boy, he was singing and dancing and popping and, you know, uh, fucking moonwalking and shit. And, and the, uh, the guy, one of the guys in the cell says, it, he, he was a little feminine. It, he said, Ooh, that Michael, he sure can dance. And then the guy, the bull that was in the cell with him said, yeah, and I sure would like to fuck him. <laughs> I mean, I was like, what? And, and so that's just the way it was, right? The mentality of it. I'll give you another example. Uh, there's a trustee area of the prison where they had the, the ceiling tiles or the kind that push up. Uh, so they can get to like pipes in the roof. You, you know, I'm talking about the square ones, like maybe you see in, in schools and stuff. They have um, metal square frames. I don't know what you call that, but it's a ceiling tile board, and you can push it up with, with your hand, like the whole square. And, and so there were uh, two trustees who had that area. The, their responsibility was cleaning or something. I don't know, but the they were up there. They what, what they do is get naked and get or get in, climb up into that area and brace themselves on those little bitty thin strips of metal. And, of course, it's a small area, but they would get up there and get naked and have sex, right? And what happened was the uh, – all right, back it up. Trustees, y'all, trustees earn their right to get extra privileges and have, like, the most cush jobs. Like, if you had – this certain wing of a prison to clean and it was no traffic. And I mean, you got extra food and just whatever you, you, you still were supervised by a correctional officer, but the, uh, the trustees gained your, the correctional officer's trust. And therefore, you know, they pretty much, you just left them alone, except for when you had to count them. But these two yahoos I guess I might have been there, uh, permanent rendezvous spot or whatever, but they get up in there and they're having sex and the, and you can't make this up. They, they, one had lathered the other one up with baby oil. And when they were doing it, having anal intercourse, the one that was on the receiving end, the catcher slipped 
and he fell and he fell through and he broke through the roof and both of them fell through and the dude one dude got hurt bad like they had to take him the reason i know the story is i had to help guide in for the ambulance to come get him they had to take him to the hospital like he broke bones and shit and the other one took him to the hole but two normal dudes right they didn't consider themselves to be gay these were two straight guys two straight guys on the outside anyway um there's just a thousand stories like that. The, the, they just didn't consider it being gay. Now, there is a certain population of the prison that is that are homosexuals, and they don't hide it. And these are what you call gal boys. Now, again, I know we live in a sensitive world today and shit. People think about, I mean, look it up. This I didn't make this term up. It's not a derogatory term. And they call themselves that gal boys. And these are the ones who go in and get, they get, get turned out when they're in there and become full fledged homosexual, uh, or they were, they were gay before they got there. Right. But these gal boys, now there's a lot of homosexuals in prisons that aren't gal boys. And gal boys dress the part, and, and they actually call them her or she's. You know, other inmates were talking about and say she, did, she was doing this or she did that, or a correction officer must say, go get her and tell her to come over here. I need to talk to her. All right, and they're talking about a gal boy. And these, uh, they would dress very effeminate and, you know, try to grow the hair out and wear the little shirts in the summertime, but the little knot tied above the belly button. So when they're walking through, now they weren't supposed to do that, but it happened. And, you know, you weren't really going to write them up for, right? Uh, they wear super tight, tight shorts. And uh, uh, if they could get stuff to paint their fingernails and stuff like that. And a lot of times the gal boys would sit together and do each other's hair and shit like that. They fully open homosexual. I mean, that, not an issue. I mean, that was their choice. That was their lifestyle. And so that's what they call them, gal boys. All right. So I um, remember, and, and I'm not going to use the names, like I said, because I do not know what happened to this case. But I know, I, when I say I don't know what happened to it, I don't know what happened to it as far as it being adjudicated. But I know what happened. Um, but I remember I must have been working overtime or something. I came in because I went to a part of the prison that I never go to. And I, when I remember I walked into the area. It might have been the bullpen. But I remember walking in, and there was a bunch of inmates walking away from me towards wherever they were going. And this is like a trustee. That was what it was. It was a uh, it was a trustee section, I think, over at the Middle State Hospital. They were walking away from me, and I saw this. It just it didn't click for me at a second. But I saw this one from behind, and it had the longest blonde hair. It, I pretty much I had ever seen like down past their almost to their ass, long, just straight, just beautiful blonde hair, and and look. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well. Have you tried Astapro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this 
and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use AstroPro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. AstroPro and go. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally. Designed for long-term retention. Speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. Behind them, I mean, I see these little tight shorts and and uh, this this little sachet walk. You know, they walk from my first thought popped in my head is, what the fuck they got a girl in here for? And and uh, I mean, it didn't dawn on me. And then when I saw the uh, later on when I saw her or the it turned out naturally it was a gal boy, right? When I turned around, this was a pretty gal boy. I mean, uh, very feminine, had features, actually had breasts. Uh, and, and I was like, holy shit, right? And, and But this uh, inmate it was like that before they got to prison. They didn't come to prison and just get breasts, right? This, this person uh, was a full-fledged, uh, what would you call it? I don't know, transvestite or whatever the hell on the outside, but... I'll get to that in a few minutes. But I remember seeing them. I thought that, that kind of, no, it doesn't make me gay. I'm telling you what I saw from behind, the long, flowing, blonde hair and whatever. And then I saw the boobs, and I was like, holy shit. Man, I ain't tripped me out. But it turned out it's a guy, right? All right, so fast forward. Uh, 
I don't know how many years later it was. I wasn't there for that long, like three years. But I was working the work and sell block in the ad man seg tiers. That is whole job out and finally free. And um, I was making a round on the ad man seg tiers. Um, and I saw that gal boy in one of the sales. And I talked to him before, you know, over, over the course of the years. Etc. And I was like, "What are you doing?" Because this dude was definitely a convict. He wasn't about to get in trouble for shit, right? And, and he had like one of the most cush jobs at the prison, which was he um, maintained the area of one of the vocational schools. Now, this is where inmates that were uh, going to get out, et cetera. They would go to these vocational programs and, and, you know, teach them job skills to get on the outside. And they really had a fucking killer program that, uh, DCI did. And they had instructors that would come in and teach them everything from auto mechanics to whatever welding, whatever pipe fitting. I don't know. But this guy had been down for this gal boy had been down, for, uh, for a long time and she ran. She was the head trustee for the whole vocational school, like the top whatever. And that's what, to get that position, y'all, this is basically, you know, where the inmates are unsupervised and just have full run of everything. And, but this is trustee's trustee is what, is what I'm telling you. And, 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 you know, they always had the respect of the correctional officers, et cetera. Well, so I see her and I was like, what are you doing? And um, she said that that she was on protection. And I said, for what? I mean, you've been there forever and you never had any troubles. Let me back it up. I talked to, I don't remember if I talked to her before then or uh, I think it was before. Yeah. She, she or he was from New Orleans and the reason they were in prison. And I told you in finally free that they don't really talk about it that much. This person was in prison. They were from New Orleans and they used to run a bunch of strip clubs and an escort service on down in New Orleans in the French quarter and the surrounding areas. And, but they also were, were running a large amount of narcotics. All right. And when she or he got busted, the, I mean, they hit him pretty hard, and um, but she was kind of famous. I mean, she this was when I say she had the breast, he had whatever they had the breast, uh, et cetera. This this is what their lifestyle was, and and she or he was a, a performer before, and then built up the to run in the clubs and own the clubs, and then uh, pushing a lot of narcotics through, and ultimately got popped on the on dope and sex charges that escorting. So this is not an uneducated uh, a person. I mean, they, they spoke very, very uh, eloquently. Um, they were smart. They, I think, had gone to Tulane um, and stuff like this. So, and the it's not not a dumbass is what I'm telling you. Not some crackhead or something like this. This is one of the more what I always say: prisons are full of dumb criminals. It's hard to catch a smart one. This one was this. Guy was a smart criminal who just got too big for his britches, I guess you would say, and got popped. Uh, um, so talked to him and, and he said, I'm going to add, I'm on protection. I said, why are you on protection? You, you've never had any trouble since I've been here, et cetera. 
And he said, come back later when you get done with your calendar, I'll tell you what happened. And so I did. I went and handled all this stuff, and, and, I, and I came back when I had time. And, and he told me, he said, yes, Sarge. He said, he said, you know, I got the, I'm the head trustee over at the uh, vocational school. I said, yeah. He said, well, you know that um, what I was saying there. You know the person that runs such and such section of the school, and and I said, yeah, I've heard the name. And he said, well, the he started coming on to me like six months or, or eight months ago, whatever it was. And now let me tell you something, shall I? Just because you're a, a transvestite or or a gal boy or whatever doesn't mean that you're a whore, right? I mean, and, and this dude wasn't, uh, and had money and came from money, right? Anyway, say so he said this person, this supervisor, if you will, who worked only on the days, he wasn't a correctional officer. It was, it was a vocational person that would come in. You would call him a civilian, right? But they were still getting paid by the state to come in and run this part of the vocational center. And he said, I ended up getting transferred or he had me transferred where I was more directly underneath his control. He kept making sexual advances at me and I never did anything to, you know, to bring it on or whatever. And he said the, um, but one day he, whenever classes were over and everybody's going back, he, he, he called in and he said, I, I need the, this trustee to stay back with me. And I thought, you know, we're going to do some work, whatever. And he said, he pinned me against the desk and he's trying to kiss me and stuff like that. And, and, said I said no and I left uh, all right and, you know he this oh, let me tell you this this guy was a preacher also not the guy boy the the supervisor and some type of preacher and really really close friends with the warden and I'm not gonna say which one but the uh, the he said anyway, he made advances at him uh several times and he would always managed to escape and get away, but he's not stupid. He, he started keeping a log of it, the dates, and he went the first time, and he went to one of the majors that ran the unit and said, hey, look, such and such made a pass at me, and major didn't do shit. And, and he said, I, I got it all logged down. And he said, um, the, then he said it happened, he tried and happened again, and he reported it again said listen I, I you know this dude's trying basically trying to rape me trying to have sex with me i'm afraid that i'm gonna lose my job if i don't do it and all this and i don't want it and, and do something about it and do shit about it now i think that might have been because this person was like super tight best friends with the warden and and maybe they were they didn't want to you know get involved with it i don't know but every time the civilian guy which would make an advance at the cowboy and uh you know try to do the different things every single time he said he wrote it down and and kept the notes and more importantly as he wrote down who he told and what was done about it which was fucking nothing and so he said the, the first time the guy actually uh Rape raped him. Uh, um, he, he couldn't get away from him, and he, and he raped him orally. And you know, he, he went out and he went. Then he, he wanted a meeting with one of the higher ups, and, and wrote a letter for it to whomever. And they brought him in. Supposedly, supposedly, and this is his his story. Listened to his complaint, and then they dismissed it. And then they fucking put him back in the same place. 
And so this guy's like, you know what, fuck, I can't get anything done, maybe because of who this guy is that's attacking me. So, he, you know, I told you he kept the log, and what, he's, what, what he was doing is he was sending it to his attorney. And the only inmate mail that is not open and read before it goes out and when it comes in is the mail that they send to their attorneys and they mark it big on their confidential for attorney and the correction officers can't open it. Right. And so he said that he would, he would, you know, keep on the list. And when the first oral rape happened and they didn't do anything, then he, he sent it to his attorney or, you know, sent the information to the attorney and should they put it back in there and it happened again. He said, it wasn't like, like it happened every day, but when he could get a chance to hold him back, he would do it. And then he said it went to, uh, oral rape. And then he was trying to penetrate him, uh, anally and, couldn't finish or whatever. I don't know. Couldn't get an erection to, to penetrate him mainly, but that happened again and he blew it up again and nothing happened. And he said, you know what? Fuck that. The now this was probably 93, maybe 92, 93. Now DNA had just really, uh, come out and been started to be in use. And so it was in its infancy stages, but this dude was no dummy. The cowboy knew about it. And, um, his attorney told him, said, look, if you can get some fucking, you can get DNA or get some of his pubic hairs or whatever, the next time get them and send them to me in the mail, they're not doing anything. Then, you know, we're going to have a hell of a, a lawsuit and a criminal prosecution against uh, this guy and possibly some of the correctional officers for, uh, uh malfeasance for not doing their job. And I love the man to this. He said that every time that he would, uh, force him to do it, that he would call him. He would act like the guy was a female and he would call him the warden's wife's name. Get that shit. And, and he told me what the name was like, holy shit. He's like, yep. And he, he's, and he's saying me all kinds of dirty talk to me. Come on, such and such. You know, you like this. You've been wanting it for so long. Da, da, da. So he's living out according to the, the inmate. This, this, teacher was living out his fantasies of having sex with the warden's wife um, through the gal boy. And I guess, shit, I guess he thought he was going to get away with it. And I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of rapes that go on like that and inmates try to tell and uh, for whatever reason the CO doesn't want to get involved. I don't know. But th this person, this guy, when, it, when he said it, he said it, it just happened again. Uh, like, I don't know, like a week before. And he said this time he, he raped me orally and he said he never could penetrate me that, um, from behind. He said he tried, but he never could get hard enough. He said, but the last time he raped me orally, he said when he came in my mouth, he said I kept the, uh, I, I had a tissue in my pocket and, and he said I like, I acted like I was cleaning up and I spit it in my tissue and I wadded it up and I put it in my pocket. Well, what does he do then? He goes back to his dorm. He didn't even bother to report it this time, right? Because nothing's getting done. And he sealed that shit up and sent it to his lawyer in New Orleans. Now, he didn't have a podunk lawyer or a public defender. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. 
And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too, and then I tried Recess Mood. Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit. It is only 20 calories, and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great, too, and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment of chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Tucker has some money, and, and it's, I mean, he still owned the clubs and stuff through whatever, uh, I don't know, through corporations or whatever. I mean, say so he had like money, money, and sent it to his lawyer, and the lawyer took it, you know, sent it to a lab, and then the, ultimately ended up uh, coming in with restraining orders and protective orders, et cetera, and went to the DOC and just slammed them, right? And, and so they started an investigation on it, and but then, then once the good correctional officers found out they immediately moved him back there to where I was. And so he was in holding and he wasn't getting out. He had like 20 years uh, for all those charges. And so sent him back there to protective custody, but he, he couldn't stay there. They were going to ship him to another prison uh, just in case, right? And you, you don't want it to be a, an Epstein, whatever his name is, a pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, where, where he magically ends up hanging himself. But check this out. The, this was, they moved him before, uh, that was on a weekend, like on a Saturday or something like that. Um, and when the powers that be did the investigation and they went in and told the warden and all that, and they call in this teacher on, on that, that Monday, they call him in, they bring him in to 
the what we call the headquarters building or the White House, and that they were going. I mean, the cops were there. The, the investigators were there. They were going to get him, and they, they brought him in for questioning. Now, still at this point, you know, the stuff, the semen hasn't, I, I don't know what point of analyze, analyzing it was, et cetera, or the pubic hairs, whatever this this guy had on him. So it's still kind of a he said, he said, but the what happened was they started asking the ones that he had on his list, the COs, hey, did he ever report this to you, did, et cetera. And I think one of them admitted to it and the rest of them denied it. But it's still kind of a he said, he said. But they bring in, the, in this preacher guy who was the teacher, who was the warden's homie, uh, uh, bring him in, and they question him on it. And when he's getting ready to leave, he got all freaked out about it. And when he's getting ready to leave, guess what he does? He slips and falls on the steps of the administration building to and acts like, well, I don't know if I mean, he might have really been hurt, but from what I heard, he acted like he got hurt and was like, oh, don't touch me, don't touch me, call an ambulance, et cetera. And therefore, uh, the last I heard of it, he was on medical leave and as a civil service employee and while the investigation went on. So, and, and I, I must have left a short time after that because I don't, I don't know whatever happened to it. And we didn't have the internet back then, y'all. This is not something I can go look up. Um, but the, Anyway, so it's crazy, right? And, 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 you know, I don't know. I, I was thinking about that one after the story last week. But the, uh, so the mindset being different, you know, not homosexual and the ones that are homosexual and openly homosexuals call themselves the gal boy, but even they don't like to be raped or deserve to be raped. And I don't, you know, I'm assuming this, this guy's telling the truth. Uh, uh, the from everything that I heard through the grapevine afterwards, he was definitely telling the truth for what have you. So I don't know, but gal boy, um, just a whole whole different world inside the prison. So I don't know. the I appreciate y'all for tuning in and listening. This is a short one. I'm, I'm probably going to release uh, strange shit towards the end of the month. How about that? So this is just be something to tide y'all over until then. Uh, a little bit of a different story uh, and a little bit of different insight, but it is still, it was real life and it was a real crime. It doesn't matter who it is that's committed against. It was a real crime. And, you know, uh, patron members, it, the, I appreciate your support and I hope y'all like your videos that you get. I'll be doing this week's episode, I'm gonna record the live video, and I don't want—I don't want to say a certain date in case some shit happens. But it'll, we know it's gonna be before Friday. I would do probably Wednesday, but I'll make the announcement. If you can tune in to watch the live video on the Patreon page, great. If you don't, then it'll still be there, y'all. When we get it posted that night, the video, the raw, unedited, just like I'm doing now, sitting here shooting shit um, version without before Toby gets it right. So that video will be there on Friday, just like the last month or so, a month and a half, you will get the audio version edited by Toby Tomplay of, of this week's episode that's coming up. And 
you also that that video is going to stay on the on your patron page so you know you can go back and watch it whenever but on friday you get the commercial free edited version with the music and all that and of course everybody else gets it sometime late saturday but so i hope you enjoy that seems like a lot of people are using that and, and liking it look if we owe you something send us you're not bothering us look we we send out so much stuff and that that my wife and them do a really great job of it on getting most of it out but some stuff does fall through the cracks unfortunately but we don't know i don't know and we can't get it fixed if you don't uh give me a heads up okay so and we'll do that hey and a couple of y'all have used your uh phone calls with me now that's awesome and i think i have another one tomorrow uh, tomorrow evening and love talking to y'all you know who you are and so if you you're on that level use it y'all i don't bite shit but we might shoot the shit with you for however long you want to and if there's any other ideas that you have um let me know if you, if you want if there's something else i mean i never give the discounts and the early episodes and the commercial free episodes and the videos of me doing it and then you get the bonus episode every month and so I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that y'all could think of, because I'm not a podcaster guy. If, if you're a patron to another podcast and they do something that's cool that we don't do, let me know. And we'll certainly add it if we can. And uh, that's it. I appreciate it. I hope everyone had a happy 4th of July and stayed safe. Y'all were growing leaps and bounds. Uh, if you want, you can follow us on Instagram. I'm posting something on there every day now. It's real, it's that at symbol, real life, real crime. And, or me personally, it's the at symbol, Overton Woody. And so I'm posting videos and some pretty cool stuff on there. We're making that grow. Uh, our Facebook groups, man, they're, you know, we got so many of them and they're, they're all awesome. And, um, uh, please continue to, to, you know, to, to like and share us and watch us grow. I mean, we're over 2 million downloads or listeners or listens now, and we're still growing. And it's because of y'all. And it certainly wouldn't be in the position I'm in today if it wasn't for y'all. So I apologize about this episode when I tell you that it's, it's so raw. I mean, you're not even getting the music on it right that because that's in the studio with Toby and I don't have access to it, but I don't want to make y'all wait any longer. So just throw you this little bone um, to show you my appreciation. And well, I'll do something else before the end of the month. Okay. So I love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. Thank you so much. And Hey, let me talk to you real quick about uh, organ donation. I, I was a guest on a podcast last week, the, the gifted life and, um, it's Lopa, Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency. And this, 20, well, she's not 21 anymore. This mom called in and told her, told us about how, how her five month old baby got killed in a crash. Uh, uh, and they were able to use her organs to save four lives. And hell, I'm old, hard ass, right? I mean, I've seen all the death in the world and I almost cried during that podcast. So I'll let you know when it's going to be out. I'm going to get you a link to it. But, the, the gift of life, uh, be an organ donor, man, and, and lifers, if you can, it, it, the, I'm, I'm taking that on as my own personal, uh, mission, if you will, from now on, 
I would not do a real life, real crime, anything without asking people to sign up to be an organ donor. It's hugely important. The Livingston Parish Literacy and Technology Center, you can go to their page and I don't have it. I'll get, I'll put it in the notes and click on it and go into the criminal justice uh, students or, or organ donation and, and click fill it out and, and hit the uh, uh, under criminal justice students. And that's how we know how many were getting through the podcast. And we had got like 400 and something for them before COVID hit. And I got away from it, but I'm not getting away from it anymore. Y'all it's too important. I mean, you're not going to care about, I'm sure Lopa doesn't um, probably like me saying this, but shit, you're not going to care. You're going to be dead. And if you can send your organs, I mean, there's very few people that can do it because you have to be harvested it, um, while you're still alive. And, and certain tissues, I think, can be up to 24 hours later. But shit, I mean, give the gift of life, man. Be a hero. When you're dead and gone, I mean, they can still bury your body. They just won't have your organs in it, right? And so other people can go on and live through that gift and and so get that heart on your license we have the forms uh, i'll make sure it's just easy peasy sign up it takes a couple minutes and then you give the gift of life and that's important um according coco's case shit COVID, y'all, is killing us, literally. And But I can tell you this, the case is moving. The, uh, I can't tell you what I know, but it is moving. But COVID has slammed it again. And so just keep praying. And the, the difference is, I'm telling you, something's going to be done. And, um, and you're hearing it first, patron, that the Miss Barbara Blunt's case, same thing. I'm getting more information, and now we're getting hit again. I'm afraid they're going to shut everything down totally like they did before, and I pray that's not the case. But uh, but specifically on Coco's, I mean, I, mean, I, know, I know exactly what, what the hindrance is because of COVID, but it is what it is. It's coming, so we're not ever going to give up on that. Uh, um, and I don't know. So... The, um, that's, I guess that's it. I love y'all. appreciate you. Thank you for being patron members. You just don't know what it means. And, um, and I'm going to continue to try to bring you more and more stuff. So I love and appreciate each and every one of you. I'm sorry for this to be so raw and unedited. You don't need to get the new music on it, uh, but it is what it is. Thank you for listening until next time. Or ever, don't let me catch you down on murder by you. Peace. Real Life Real Crime is a true crime podcast brought to you by Woody Overton and executive producer Toby Tomplay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.